Hello and welcome to another episode of the All About Feeling Good podcast. My name is Richard Arsenault and I am your host. Today's guest is a good friend of mine and we've met at the 2019 Woodstock Fruit Festival and since then we have been good friends. Her name is Serenity. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being on your podcast. Awesome. So first, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Serenity Leslie. I'm 24. I turn 25 July 18th for any of you Zodiac followers. Um, I've been vegan for about two years. I went vegan April... 2017 um so actually it'll be almost three yeah three three years soon damn time flies eh damn (laughs) (laughs) as it time flies eh yeah it does it's crazy It, it just seems so easy it's something that you just integrate in your life now you don't even think about anymore totally totally so how about we go back a little bit and what about before you were vegan what was your diet like back then um so growing up in my household it was a very traditional shitty american diet um my parents are steak and potato people um as well as like donuts often very much so like fried foods, just really basic kind of like crap American food, like pizza, spaghetti, like just super basic, uh, lots of soda pop, tons of soda pop. Um, like I think at the age of 12, I was going through about a case of orange soda in like one sitting in like an hour. It was pretty awful. I was drinking lots of soda. Um, and I started to kind of progress into just... I don't know, just, it just got shittier and shittier as I got older, you know, you just get like the fast food and all of those little like ho-hos and all that crappy stuff that most people integrate in their diet. (laughs) Um, it was, it was pretty awful. I was feeling pretty, pretty terrible, like constantly sick, um, having lots of digestive issues, acne problems, um, like body acne mostly, um, uh, my body was kind of like just breaking out in eczema rashes all over. You could just tell that I was having massive allergic reactions. Um, started getting really bad seasonal allergies like so much. I almost like couldn't even, I couldn't even like comprehend most things. Like I'd be at work and my eyes would just be constantly watering and I could barely see out of them. It would get so bad during seasonal allergies. Like it, I was just kind of a wreck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um moving forward, what um what made you go plant-based and um how did you jump into it? Were you did you just um switch immediately or did you adopt a healthier lifestyle and then slowly move into a plant-based lifestyle or how did that work for you? Um so with that like really crappy diet that I was on and that I was kind of going down that road, I, I, like I said, I just kind of kept having worse and worse problems so much so that I was like developing like really bad IBS, like 
cramping, stomach pains, like, and it had just kept, like, going down and down and down, like, worse and worse and worse, like, depression, suicidal thoughts, intense weight gain, like, I had gained, like, 35 pounds, like, nonstop fatigue, and um, I had just actually gotten to a point of, like, where I was pretty much, like, going on antidepressants, and, like, I was getting, um, uh, I was getting regular medications, actually, through injection every three months, and it had just sent my body into a shock factor, and, like, the doctors actually kind of, like, stopped um, caring about my health and paying attention um, to the fact that they, like, this medication that I was on, I was actually only supposed to be on it for, I think it was, like, three years. Um, the medication was just depot. It was birth control, but regardless, it was a medication I was supposed to be on for only three years. Otherwise, if you're on it longer, you end up actually uh, losing a lot of calcium, magnesium, from your bones, which can lead to osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it was actually like they had messed up administering it to me one time and I had never went back because I stopped trusting them and come to find out that after I couldn't trust them with the way that they were, you know, not going about it and proper practices, I started just kind of questioning like things that were starting to go into my body. Um, Cause after that I had ended up actually, um, like not my body was just kind of like trying to push out all of this medicine and I couldn't stop bleeding. I wouldn't, my body wouldn't stop bleeding for about like a month or something like that. And it was just trying to detox all this crap that was in my body. And so like, I got so freaked out, I, like the antidepressants just kind of making me like emotionally numb. And then, you know, this medication, the depot, just kind of like my body was freaking out. I just got so scared. And I just started questioning everything that was going into my body. And that started leading me down the path of like, you know, looking at what's in the products, looking at um, like things that you're applying to your body, looking at your soaps, looking at what you're eating, all of that, just realizing that I was giving everybody else more power Mm -hmm. to my body than I was accountability for having that power for myself and choosing what's going in my body and choosing like I can make those choices every single day and make those choices with what I'm doing and what I'm putting in my body. So it, it first started with medications and like making beauty products. Like I make almost all of my own beauty products, like, and then it kind of progressed and it's kind of like a domino effect. It just like is one thing to the next, you know, it's like you're constant enlightened with it. Um, and that eventually led me to actually becoming, um, paleo at first and like, getting into sustainability and then I ended up (laughs) I ended up buying chickens and having chickens and I had 25 chickens believe it or not (laughs) (laughs) I know it was a lot of chickens I had a problem (laughs) 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 I just loved them so much after I had like uh I think I had like six of them I fell in love and I just couldn't stop buying chickens (laughs) And little and before I knew it, I had 25 and I was doing the whole paleo diet. So it was like lots of um, meat and eggs and pretty much no dairy, no breads. And then lots of like vegetables, greens and fruits and seeds. And, <clears throat> and my chickens were kind of like 
most of that diet. But at the same time, like every single morning I would wake up and I'd just get a smile on my face and I'd go out to my chickens and I'd pet my chickens and they would jump up on my lap and purr. And like, I, I still have videos of it too, um, of them just like purring on my lap, having their eyes closed and just wanting me to pet them and cuddle them. And um, it had gotten to a point of like where I would want to let them out because I would start to feel guilty if they were locked up too much. You know, mm -hmm. I want them to be, you know, more free range. But then I was like also worried of the factor of like, you know, predators. And mm -hmm. it had gotten to the point of where some of them ended up um, getting killed by these predators and like half of their body would be left behind and I would just be devastated and just bawling and bawling and bawling because I love these chickens so much. Mm -hmm. Like they were my little pet. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I had this epiphany actually of that. I was like, well, at the same time, like, can I really be mad at these predators? Because, you know, this is just, you know, this is what they're doing with their life cycle. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, they could be eating anything else. They could be out, you know, I don't know. And it just, it just made me think like, I'm pretty much eating these chickens thinking that it's quote unquote, my life cycle, thinking that it's like just something that I'm supposed to be doing. And it just made me realize like, it just kind of like, I was turned off and I was just disgusted. And I was like, well, I don't want to eat chicken anymore like this isn't okay like I don't want to eat my animals I don't want to eat my pets and I'm like mm -hmm. started thinking about how like some people in other countries like eat dogs but to me dogs are pets or you know cats are pets and yeah it just kind of start you just get the wheels a little bit you just start thinking like what makes any of this okay like why are we justifying this in our heads especially mm -hmm. if we don't need to be eating these animals and pretty much after that so I mean at first it was health and then it was animals mm-hmm you know, it was for the animal that, that turned me vegan after that. So yeah, it's just been kind of like a, it just gets the wheels turning and I just started looking into it more and more. And I was like, well, it's pretty easy to cut out with paleo. And so after that, it was pretty much just like, I just no longer ate meat. I no longer, you know, was eating the eggs and I just got disgusted by the thought of just eating pets and animals and yeah yeah kind of how it all got started yeah so yeah. you kind of just slowly made the connection yourself um throughout that time and um you had you watched any documentaries or have you found you were looking for information about veganism or it's just kind of something that you kind of figured out yourself um, so I w actually was not watching any documentation or, or any kind of like videos or anything on it. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a connection that I made myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So what about now? Like, what do you, what do you eat? Uh, what does your diet look like now? Um, so I've kind of mix it up a few times just kind of like figuring out what really works for me um with veganism i've noticed it's a lot of trial and error mm -hmm. um uh first i was i kind of dove into it really strong i did i at the very beginning i was not going about it in the right mindset i was very much so like i cut out everything that i couldn't eat and i didn't really replace it with new things i just kind of like was eating the stuff that I was used to eating, but without meat. So it was like yeah. potatoes and just spaghetti without meat and things like that. And I could tell that, I mean, I was feeling better, 
a little bit, but at the same time, like I could, I was not feeling as good as I thought I was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just kind of was like, I, I didn't blame veganism. Like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like blamed user. I was like, okay, well, you know, looking at the pinnacle of how many different varieties of veganism there are, it's like, why, you know, okay, well, I tried just this one version and that's not working for me. Why not continue to try these other ones instead of just being like, oh, 100% veganism doesn't work. I'm going to go back. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, so I actually started integrating and just like looking up on YouTube about vegan people and like what the vegans eat and like different vegan recipes and I needed inspiration. Um, it was actually funny, like, before this, like, I didn't even cook. Like, it was, like, mostly my mom still cooking for me, mm-hmm. um, which is <laughs> But <laughs> um, it actually, like, veganism, my mom's like, well, okay, well, I'm not going to make separate meals. Like, you're going to need to make it yourself. And I'm like, okay. So it also forced me to kind of grow up a little bit. It was kind of, like, uh, just a really good cycle for me in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started actually watching Kate Fruit Flowers. Um, she was actually one of the first vegan people on YouTube. I started seeing her recipes. So I went from like barely knowing anything about veganism and just mostly eating like potatoes and spaghetti and like pico de gallo and chips and all that crap food still, but vegan versions of it Yeah. <laughs> to then going hard raw. And it was a really big jump, a huge, huge jump. And I kind of overwhelmed myself with it a little bit. Um, I mean, I still was like educated and still like getting those recipes in my diet, but at the same time, like very overwhelmed at like how big the jump was that I made. Um, I've, I kind of was like a zero to a 100 person. Like it was like either this one worked or it didn't. And I'm just going to go 100% into this one. Mm-hmm. And it was too much. Um, so I backed off on it and kind of went back to the junk food route. So it's kind of like I've been trying to find balance over time and I slowly stumbled upon like, like, um, just kind of like figuring out what really works for me, but also being smart about it. Um, I went to the doctor, started getting my blood tested on a regular basis just to make sure that I was getting all of my nutri- uh, nutrients and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure my hormone levels were good and everything like that. Um, and so that kind of actually, also helped kind of align me as far as like what I was low in, what I needed to integrate more into my diet and being smart about it. Um, and also as well as like people questioning me about like, you know, my like being vegan and like, like, are you sure it's working for you? Are you just doing it? And it's like having blood tests actually show too that, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'm doing fine and I'm doing whatever actually like, um, so I now am doing more of like a whole foods plant-based diet. Um, I do integrate a lot of raw foods if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually try to prefer, um, just because raw foods are, I mean, that's going to be the best way for your body to absorb it, but at the same time, not completely being like zero or 100 on it. I do allow for myself to kind of like sway from each side but just being very mindful and listening to your body I think mm-hmm. is the most important thing that you can do because the body's going to tell you you know more of what it's craving like say the mornings I love smoothies so that's a raw drink right there I'll snack on oranges and nuts and just kind of like do more raw snacks but then when it comes to lunch sometimes it's raw sometimes it's cooked on mm-hmm. um, you know it's just kind of like listening to what I need like what my body's craving most of the time in the evening I do like a cooked heavier meal it -hmm. helps me sleep um it does like uh as my friend Bree would say it kind of like grounds me a little bit more and like lets me 
feel a little bit heavier, like I'm ready to go to sleep and helps me sleep. So again, it's like listening to your body, but um, that's more of my choices is I do like both. And I do try to integrate more raw if I consciously can, or if I really try to prefer to, um, but I still don't limit myself because I've noticed sometimes if you have that mindset of like being without or like um, just kind of like uh, really festering on the idea of removing something, your your body can end up going back and just like feeling a little bit more, uh, I want to say like tense or um, kind of like uh, backlashes on it a little bit more. So yeah, for sure. I try to just keep the over mind for sure so yeah yeah it's always yeah. good to find your own balance and just uh stay between that right mm -hmm. absolutely I so agree. um what about doubts did you have any doubts at all that you recall um you know when you started going uh plant-based vegan um, I did have a lot of doubts. I was really worried because I was already struggling with fatigue. I was really worried about like, am I going to be more tired? Am I going to be more exhausted? Is this really going to work for me? Um, a couple other ones were like, am I going to really be able to get all of my nutrition and like all of my, you know, proper vitamins and minerals and everything like that. And so for a while I was following the chronometer, but honestly, my cooking style is so like hilarious. I can't follow the chronometer. I just throw a bunch of shit, off, yeah. you know, like eat it. I can't measure everything. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's part of why I can't really bake is because I just like, I get so like, I can't just follow all these guidelines. I just throw it in there and I'm like, oh, it tastes good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Smoothies. Um. But honestly, with me, I mean, I did have all the doubts of, yeah, nutrition and vitamins and everything like that. And I mean, having energy level and everything like that. But again, it's number one is listening to your body, because if your body is craving something, if your body is craving a nutrient or if your body is craving like a mineral or something, it will tell you that it's mm -hmm. craving it. You know, you'll want to eat that. And that's, again, like making sure that you have the right foods available because if you do have crappy foods then you're going to crave those knowing that you have them in your house knowing yeah. you bought them but if you have the food that your body could actually properly use say like if i'm feeling like i need a little bit of magnesium if i have nuts next to me then i'm going to obviously want to eat the nuts to get grab that magnesium and mm -hmm. you can tell because you'll be craving nuts <laughs> yeah uh but also like like I said, I just kind of, I got rid of that fear, that doubt by just realizing that like what I was doing was obviously not working for me anyway. And I was still having problems. So might as well try something new, might as well try something better. And I don't want to be hurting anyone. I don't want to be hurting any animals. And that was pretty much the fuel to my fire is like health and, you know, making sure that I'm not hurting anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just making sure I'm getting my blood tested on a regular basis really removed any of that doubt. And when I actually got my blood test back, my blood test results, um, I actually had like higher B12 levels. I actually had like way better magnesium in my body. Um, my iron levels were even a little bit higher. Like I was actually getting way more nutrition into my diet. I was getting way better results. Um, and it made me laugh really hard and <laughs> smile actually when I got them back. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, what, what is everybody talking about, about, you know, me giving you all of this. And I obviously wasn't getting in it, getting any of it. And I was lacking on a meat eaters diet and a mm -hmm. carnivorous, 
breakfast diet. So, and now it's like, I just get so excited about the things that I eat and discovering new foods. And yeah, I yeah, know I, all of my doubt kind of flushed away as soon as I got my test results back on my blood test. So. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. What kind of, what things did you do that were uh, information that you gathered that took those doubts away? And it seems like it's just for you was getting those uh, blood test results back. And was there, do you mm -hmm. think there was anything else that helped you um, flush those doubts away or, or basically those, those test results um, kind of did it for you? Uh, mostly the test results for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think as well as like, even though at first I didn't have any friends here, like I was literally just watching people on YouTube. Like I knew nobody that was vegan or vegetarian. Like I just had gotten it from, you know, my animals, but I think slowly progressively as I'm finding people or when I was finding people on YouTube or I mean, in general, like on Facebook groups or anything like that, like that, that really helped me a lot um, as far as like finding people who are also doing it, finding people who have figured it out a little bit more, who have had, who have recipe plans to be able to share. I think that'll also kind of linguish any kind of doubt that I also had in that too, like doubt of like whether or not I could do this, doubt on whether or not I could stick to it. Mm -hmm. um, having those recipes having that inspiration, watching other people do it. I think that also kind of relinquished any of that doubt. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what about, uh, changes? Uh, have you felt any, uh, like changes physically, mentally at all, uh, after making that switch to a vegan lifestyle? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, completely. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, like, my skin is absolutely amazing. It's brighter, cleaner, clearer. Like, I used to have, like, really, really bad back acne. Um, I, just, I don't know. I had acne really bad around my mouth from the things that I was eating, like, especially on my chin mm -hmm. um, and on the mouth. Mm -hmm. And now I don't have any of that. As far as my digestion, my digestion, my digestion, like I don't constantly feel in pain. I don't feel like I just need to be sitting in bed all the time and I'm not exhausted. And whenever I do feel my energy depleting, it's like now that I'm educated on what I'm actually supposed to be eating, you know, I grab a piece of fruit, you know, I make myself a smoothie. I make myself something that I know, you know, is what I actually need to be eating on. Um, so, I mean, digestion, acne, um, just everything in general, like, and having more of that energy and knowing what gives me energy, brighter, colorful foods, you know, having those pro that proper energy, I don't really get depressed or fatigue as easily. And if I do, do again, I know the solutions on how to fix it. Just, you know, eat foods that have a little bit more of, um, you know, what I need as far as nutritionally, it's, it's been amazing. It's been <laughs> Yeah, I've shed a lot of fat. I've lost, you know, 35 pounds. I was 165 pounds. Now I've wavered, depends on how much food I have. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm 130 and sometimes I'm 125. Um, usually uh, something that I have noticed too is like during summertime, I eat and crave a lot more raw foods, things that have that higher water content in them. Um, so I'll be like 125 in the summer. And then in wintertime, I crave a lot more of the heavier foods. Um, so I'll be like 130 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, overall, ev everything's been better for me health-wise, like energy, digestion, 
Um, you know, like I don't really get depression as easily anymore. It helps my with my cognitive function. Like I'm actually able to process things better in more of a light. Um, yeah. Nice, nice. So what about um, your friends and family? How were they affected uh, when you made that change? Supportive, not supportive? Were they, you know, did they jump on board or not? How did that go for them? Uh, they weren't really supportive at first. Um, very challenging to the idea constantly, constantly questioning. Um, everybody was kind of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, everybody was very challenging to the idea. Didn't really like partake in it. Um, they were really interested. They were saying that it was too limiting for them. Um, my mom would pretty much be like, "Well, if you want to eat anything, you have to make it yourself," which is fine. Um, that pushed me to, you know, grow up a little bit more and make all my own foods, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister wasn't really into the idea of it at first either, until like. I slowly started to get her more on plant-based milk and her acne actually cleared up for her. Her acne was a really big thing for her. Um, she was also like having a lot of like phlegmy issues too. And all of that cleared up for her. And now she like won't give up almond milk. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she absolutely loves it. She actually avoids dairy now. Um, and anytime we go out to eat, she'll actually eat plant-based with me. And she's very supportive of nice. how I am plant-based now. So, which is great. Um, my parents still eat the same way that they've always eaten. I mean, mm-hmm. they're a little bit, uh, they, yeah, they're, they're like habit people and they stick to their habits. So it's a little harder for them to break their habits for them. Um, it's actually funny though. My nephew is now one and a half and, um, we actually found out that when he was born, he's actually lactose intolerant. So he can't even have dairy either. <laughs> So he has soy formula and like everything that's uh, dairy free as well. Nice. So it's another another person. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit more supportive. Yeah. <laughs> We're overtaking the household. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's that's how it is. I mean, it is the same. I see. The trend in everybody that I talk to is the parents are obviously a bit harder to to convince in a way or for them to like adopt that lifestyle or you know have those types of views because you know they've just been at it even longer and it was just something that's even more ingrained into them as a in a young age at a young age you know and and because they're older it makes it just that much harder for them to understand and and um and jump on board but you know it's just about the information and that they get and sometimes sometimes parents don't change and sometimes they do but it all depends <laughs> it's definitely definitely harder with direct family that's definitely for sure what i've seen in uh many cases rather than you know friends from the outside or or just anybody that really that you talk to or maybe a little bit more um open to understanding but yeah what i was saying is uh it's definitely harder for them to to uh grab on to what their son or daughter is you know is saying because it's kind of it comes from a different perspective you know they they're the parents they feel like they need to yeah like they know better in a sense or they're the ones teaching you since you're a young age and, and showing you you know the ropes and everything and 
and when you do a, such a big lifestyle change they're just like whoa like i i don't know about this <laughs> you know so yeah no i i mean i agree my um my parents have a lot of other habits that they would need to ki- uh kind of get rid of first though because like they're mm-hmm. both smokers and mm-hmm. you know like so when people usually smoke cigarettes or something like that they don't really like their diet doesn't really concern them as much yeah um, compared yeah. to having other habits so yeah absolutely so it they, all they depends where they're at also you know if their diet is already really poor and like you said maybe they smoke and stuff like that their concern for their own health is is less and it that might be a little bit harder for them to to make a change right because all these foods we all know that these very addictive foods and smoking and drinking and all these things kind of lower your energy lower your vibe and it just makes it harder to get out of you're just in a deeper um, hole I guess I would say rather than being more concerned about your health and trying to eat healthier and stuff but not everybody's at the same place so it's uh definitely yeah no yeah well and i mean that's another thing too is like i'll be there you know when they are ready to you know get there but as far as right now like me putting that energy into them they would need to you know quit smoking first as far yeah. as like, you know move that move that into them so yeah for sure so what would you say is the number one thing that keeps you on this lifestyle um i would have to say the fact that I know that I'm not bringing suffering to animals or anyone. Um, the fact that it's very compassionate living. Um, I would say that the fact that, you know, my body deserves it. Um, like I deserve it. I deserve, you know, it for the health. I know that also, I mean, again, another domino that comes down the road is like, you also realize you know, it's where it's the planet deserves it as well. Like it's our home. Mm-hmm. It deserves it. Um, as well as like, I love the sense of community that comes with veganism. Like I've met some of the nicest people when it comes to veganism. Like I love, I love the compassionate beings that are in veganism. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd have to say the sense of community, the fact that I deserve it, the fact that there's no suffering um, and the fact that the planet deserves it. Like, those are my main reasons of why I'm sticking to veganism. Like, most people talk about giving up veganism, you know, I don't really ever foresee myself giving it up. Yeah, for sure. I agree. It's, uh, there's just no going back in a way when you make that connection, you know, and that connection is there. It's, it's, there's just, uh, no way of thinking of going back and it's, it's for life now once you know better you do better and you can't like unlearn everything that you've learned like you could never get rid of you know everything that you've learned it just it just doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, for sure so what kind of advice would you have for people interested in, in going vegan um when it i'd have to say when adapting your lifestyle it's like figure out what's going to be easiest for you what kind of um veganism is going to be easiest for you and just kind of first make that transition like like i was saying before like i was kind of like crap food eating and if you need to you know jump over to eating still kind of like crappier foods of veganism just to get your foot in the door 
do that, you know, and then still like slowly progress into healthier eating. Like that's still when you're going to feel your best is when you're eating the healthiest. Mm -hmm. So still like make that an overall goal. But if you need to transition with eating crappier foods, I mean, do what you need to do just to get yourself out there and maybe start replacing like each and every meal. Like, um, I know I was the kind of person where I just dove straight into it. Like I'm, I'm just most of the time I'm just a zero 100 kind of a person. I just like dive straight into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I know not everybody's like that, you know, they have to replace a meal or two. They have to, you know, like have like, uh, I know some people were doing, uh, vegan January or veganuary or whatever, um, where they just did it for a whole month just to try out veganism, um, mm-hmm. just kind of figure out what your, t- what you want your timeline to be like, and just make your goals and set your goals and realize though, like that, you know, if you want to still, allow yourself to binge you can a little bit just be mindful listen to your body you know make the steps that are easiest for you reach out for community there's facebook groups out there that you can talk to that you can be a part of there's vegan events within your community that you could be a part of you know facebook people um, will post them there's meetups i know couch surfers also post all sorts of vegan groups you can find people on instagram that are local and near you um there's so many ways with social media for us to be able to find each other and have that support um you know have people hold you accountable uh find vegan like um being on these facebook groups you know people post all these vegan things that are sold at these stores Mm -hmm. uh go on find vegan recipes like have your resources have people holding you accountable and instead of having the mindset of like here's everything that i can't eat anymore have that mindset traded over and have all the mindset of like, here's all these new things that I can eat. Don't set yourself up for failure. Like have, have it to where, you know, you could just be excited about eating new things mm-hmm. instead of being like, I can't eat anymore. Like there's vegan cheeses. Now there's vegan meats, you know, there's um, lots of different new fruits and vegetables that are out there for you to discover and try new things with. Um, I'd, I'd have to say overall, like, you know, if you need to make the transition with the vegan craft food, do it. But at the same time, like still make sure you're getting in a large amount of nuts, seeds, uh, fruits, vegetables, lots of greens. Like those are most of what your palate should be. But, you know, integrate that at, you know, listening to your body and don't overwhelm yourself with that. Mm-hmm. It's a process for sure. So Awesome. Yeah. Some good advice there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So with all that said, um, do you see a plant-based world in the future? And how do you think we can make that happen? I, I'm not really sure. I wasn't really sure. Like, I, I'm not really sure on how to answer this question mm-hmm. because optimistically, I want to say yes. Um, realistically, I, I don't know if it'll happen while I'm alive because mm-hmm. people we were just talking about with my parents say for say like when people have habits that they've had for so long it really takes a long time to get them to break those habits so maybe really really far down the road if we you know keep educating people we keep having that information I mean I loved seeing the spark I mean what coronavirus is is awful and you know it happening is just terrible but at the same time seeing that spike of 280 per of more into veganism now with that I mean that really does kind of spark things for you to see more of that light at the end of the tunnel with plant-based veganism um I could say 
yes, I see more people becoming plant-based and yes, I see more veganism taking over the world. As far as everyone, I don't know that I could foresee that, um, at least in the time span of my life. Mm -hmm. Just because of, you know, the habits that people have integrated and how deep they are. But I mean, as far as like more people having plant-based meals, yes. More people integrating more fruits and vegetables, yes. Um, I'd have to say we also need to make that goal of having plant-based, but of also, you know, reducing plastics, and, you know, having taking care of our people as well with health. So I'd say, yes, we can have more meals that are plant-based, but there's also things that we need to do along with it. Otherwise, we'll be, say, helping plant-based veganism, but also making plastics worse. So it's world's complicated. So I wasn't really sure how to answer that question. So yes and no is my answer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no right or wrong answer really for this one. It's just, uh, you know, how somebody views it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a fun one. I always like to know what people think about it because it varies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like I said, I mean, idealistically, I think it would be an amazing thing. I think everybody would be way more compassionate. Um, I think we would have way more of a sense of community. Things aren't going to be so abrupt. I mean, hopefully with that level of compassion, we can then, you know, it becomes a domino effect. You start taking care of your body more and you start taking care of the planet more and you start taking care of animals more. Idealistically, it's what I want to see. Um, realistically, I just don't think it's going to be happening within my span of my life mm -hmm. but beyond me yeah yeah it, it's growing that's that's all that matters we know it's growing and as long as it keeps growing doesn't matter how fast it is growing the fact is that it mm -hmm. is so that's a that's what we that's what we want to see anyways <laughs> well yeah and like um like your podcast i mean you're reaching out to people you're educating people you know you're making people you're also like giving out to the community, you know, you're showing people how people have different stories, people have different inspirations, something that can inspire them. Um, you're letting people know that they're not alone in the fact of veganism and their thoughts in the world. And I mean, people have little things that they do that that's their part. You know, it's like, for me, it's like, I'm feeding my sister and my nephew knowledge and being mm -hmm. vegan. And it's like, I'm helping them and, you know, inspiring friends and different parts of family and like, we all have our little parts that we do, you know, like I, what I do is I'll make meals and I'll share it with people, even if they're not vegan. And then they get surprised that it's vegan and it still tastes so great, you know, <laughs> like different things like that. Like we have little things that we do like yeah. potlucks and events and things like that. So yeah, we all have our little things that we do. And I think we continue to do that. I mean, we will be on the road to it. Um, we just have to remind ourselves too, like, just because, somebody's not vegan doesn't mean that we shouldn't have them in our life or that we shouldn't shame them. Um, it's just more so like what kind of information do they need in order mm -hmm. to, you know, make them or not them, but inspire them to care more about themselves and the planet and the animals. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we go, um, if you want to share with us uh, where people could find you and your social media, um, I'm pretty predominantly on Instagram. So my Instagram is sweet period, stunning period, serenity. 
Um, you'll, you should be able to find me on there. I post a little bit about um, travel and on my story, I do like uh, vegan pictures and inspirational quotes and um, generally like a lot of self-love and travel is mostly what I post about, but also like just kind of like inspiration as far as like, uh, you know, say even with the COV on what I'm doing and how I'm handling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, feel free to follow me on there. Um, I'll try to message you if I can or just pop in and say hi. Usually say hi back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Awesome. It was uh, it was a good time chatting with you. And thanks for sharing your story. Have yourself an awesome day. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you guys could leave me a review, let me know what you guys think. If you guys have any suggestions, ideas, anything at all, because that would help the podcast grow. And again, if you guys haven't done so already, please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes each week. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace and love to you all.